Welcome to the Chaos Plan, where the odds may not always be in your favor. Thank you once again for joining us for another episode of The Chaos Plan. I am joined this week by Thorun, Fimdir, and Aura. They have all just braved the Ragefire Chasm and uh, managed to get out of there mostly in one piece, carrying some new loot and coin with them. So you guys then, uh, as I said, managed to get out of Ragefire Chasm mostly in one piece with some new coin, and uh, all of you decided to call it a night. Uh, before rising on the morning of the 24th. So what all would you guys like to do? It's a brand new day. Your coin purse is a little bit heavier and you've got some uh, new gear to carry along with you. What all would you guys be doing? Well, I would probably be heading down to the Fighters Guild to check out any jobs they might have or like if there's like a tournament to join in on or something to make it a little bit more cash. Okay, uh, and you're going to go to the Fighters Guild then, or are you going to go to the job board and look for a job from the Fighters Guild? I'm going to look for a job. Yeah, I'll probably go to the job board and look for a job from the Fighters Guild first. Okay, so you get up uh, fairly early in the morning. We'll call it uh, 8 or 9, you know, nothing too crazy. You had a rough day yesterday there in the chasm. So you make your way down to the uh, job board. Uh, we'll go ahead then and Viridian. What would you like to do with your morning? Uh, I'll probably just start off by doing some blacksmithing, uh, continuing working on the research that I have, the, uh, the one gun barrel thing that I've been researching. I'll spend some time working on that. Okay, not a problem. Uh, let's go ahead and I believe we were doing it, you had to dedicate a certain amount of downtime days, but uh, we'll go ahead and say that you're fairly inspired and you got some pretty awesome ore and uh, different stones and rocks and metals and things from within the Ragefire Chasm. So you are inspired, let's say, this morning. Go ahead and roll me a crafting check then. Okay. Um, uh, that's an eight. An eight. All right, you didn't really make a whole lot of progress, but you kind of got everything sorted out. So you know where you need to go from here in order to you know, start making progress on that era. So we'll say that you spent uh, about an hour or so on that. Uh, we can call it about seven-ish in the morning uh, when you started, if you'd like. That's fine. Okay, so then what would you like to do from here after spending about an hour working on the bird? Would you spend most of the day doing that or are you gonna go look for anything else to do? Uh, I'd probably spend most of the day doing that or I'd go uh, train for a little bit and then see if there's any job postings. See if I can't get a little extra cash and some ore and stuff. Okay, so what time would you head out to the job board, do you think? Uh, probably around mid-morning. Okay, so 9 or 10? Probably, yeah, about 10-ish. All right, so then you go out into the uh, training yard this morning, you do your warm-up forms and uh, all of that kind of stuff, you know, getting yourself ready for the morning and stretched and limbered, all of that. Uh, and then you make your way down to the job posting boards. Fimdir, what would you like to do with your day? Everyone's so eager to back to work. Um, well, I would quite like to 
take some time just from where I'm staying to write up a report on exactly my activities over the past week. I will do my best to map out the new routes that we took as well as what we explored. I will seal that and uh, do my best to have that sent that uh, have that sent back to the Discovery Conclave, which will be all the way back home. Okay. Yes, I, I want to have a, a formal report sent back. Awesome. All right, then go ahead and uh, roll me a history check real quick, just to make sure you remember history or survival, one of the two. To make sure you have all the turns and the maps and all that kind of stuff figured out. Or I guess if you have proficiency in cartographer's tools, you could do that. That was an uh, 11 plus 4 plus another 4 for expertise. That is 19 to survival. 19, yes. This report, not only is it very well written with all the correct details in there, but your sketches and your, your rough maps that you put in, we're good enough that you can actually get a, a fairly detailed map of everything that was within there. So I will go ahead and after we get done with this, I'll send you in chat uh, that map module kind of a thing. So if you ever end up there again, or uh, you can possibly sell that map uh, to different individuals later on. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So I'll say that took uh, most of the morning uh, to not most of the morning, but that took a, a fairly good amount of the morning to get it done. Uh, we'll call it, yeah, we'll call it about two, three hours um, with how detailed your sketch was. Uh, so uh, yeah. it would, yeah, it would be between eight and nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, what would you like to do from here? Well, from that point, I was just going to go through my routines and I'm going to go through a quick scouting run of the city again, taking the longest route I can before returning, perhaps grabbing something to eat while I'm out. But yes, I will go. I'll go through my scouting runs. Okay, yeah, you're able to kind of make your way uh, around the outskirts of the city without any kind of problem. Uh, would you go down the main roads at all, or would you mostly just stick to that outskirt? Uh, I would weave in and out, so probably go through the main roads a few times. Okay. All right. As you're, uh, you'd be coming around you and all the way around uh, the governmental side of the. Uh, the city and we're coming down the east road and around through the temple fighters merchants and mages guild area and you happen to spot aura and thorun standing right by the job board. uh would you approach them at all or would you just kind of continue on oh i i, I approach them but do, but do so very quietly and just kind of peer over just not announcing <laughs> myself <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll a stealth check, and you two can roll uh, a perception check, contesting that. Okay. Oh, um, that is 26. 26. Okay. Nope. It's 18 plus, 18 plus 8. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, Virgil, Hope? Not quite. <laughs> okay, uh, so you are able to uh, one-shot them uh, without a problem, and their bodies fall. No, really uh, good guys. <laughs> okay, so you guys uh, don't notice Fimdir coming up behind. Uh, you guys meet up there at the job board, Virgil Aura. Um, uh, you guys see each other there, uh, right as you kind of both arrive about the same time. Uh, you're looking for different job postings, and uh, Aura, you do find that there is a 
fairly quick job, for lack of a better term. Uh, they're just looking for individuals to look into some missing persons reports. Uh, some individuals have turned up missing within the city, and they aren't super important individuals, so they're not too worried about it. They just kind of want somebody to check up on what's going on. Uh, it appears to be um, kind of an ongoing thing, so it isn't one that you would have a strict time limit on, but uh, one that pays pretty decent. Uh, looks like they're paying... Uh, let's go ahead and roll. One gold and three silver a day for uh, each individual that wants to sign up and uh, take this on. Yes, it's at this point you hear just a voice just behind you say, That does sound very interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, make rolls to not piss your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's an eight. That's an eleven. <laughs> Hope you lose. A little trickle. A little trickle. Yeah, hope you lose your gold star for the day. <laughs> no, you're fine, you're fine. Oh, sorry, my, my intention was not to startle. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Okay, so... Oh, I'm almost forgiven. Yes, so you guys see on that job posting that there isn't really a limit to the number of people that can be involved. Uh, you see that it has just very basic information that a lot of individuals have been disappearing uh, in the uh, cauldron and in the docks area uh, of Port City recently. Uh, there have been other strange reports of nobles and guildsmen disappearing, but, you know, with Mage's Guild members and Tinker's Guild members, you never know what portal they might accidentally walk into. And nobles have a very bad habit of telling anybody what they're doing because they're nobles and they don't want anybody to know. Uh, so those reports have been harder to track down but there have been a lot of individuals in the cauldron and commons that have seemingly disappeared or had family disappeared um and it says to inquire with the fighters guild all right well i guess we should probably head down to the fighters guild then yeah you guys make your way down there and uh there is a very uh let me go ahead breaks and flaps. yeah very stereotypical there is a very large orc barbarian-looking individual, uh, a shirtless orc with uh, a great axe strapped to his back, and he is standing right by the front doors, and you can tell that he's kind of the on-call person for the day to answer questions and and sign contracts out and all that kind of stuff. He uh, uh, recognizes you, Thorun, and says, Oh, you do job today? Yes, I do job today. Oh, sounds good. Uh, paper, please. Uh, did we grab the paper for it? Yeah, you would have, I'm sure, pulled it down. Brought okay. it to the yeah, and then the, the piece of paper. He says, yes, very strange circumstance. Uh, lots of people disappearing. It's very worrying. Have friends down in the cauldron. Have any of them gone missing? Not yet, but you never know. Sometimes they end up in bars and don't remember what happened the last couple days. <laughs> And he smacks you in the back very good-naturedly and almost sends you reeling. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he, uh, since you are a member of the Fighters Guild, Virgil, uh, and he entrusts it that your party members would be um, trustworthy as well, he uh, only has to mark your name down and uh, no weird tracking or blood drawings involved this time around. So you uh, are able to get that 
that job assigned to you, basically. And it mentions that there are five families in the Cauldron area that you should talk to. Uh, and there are uh, several individuals in the docks, but since it is very temporary housing and kind of tents and cobbles set up, they don't really have addresses uh, for them. So these names are, and let me get up my fantasy name generator. All right, so uh, the names are, and I'm going to go ahead and type them in. Uh, we'll go with Chaos Plan Chat so that you guys uh, have them. There is the uh, Yith family the uh, Hawker family, the Durgan family, the Bach family, and the Frail family. So I just put that up in the Chaos Plan chat for you guys to see so you have. So you would know that those are the five families in the, uh, the Cauldron area that you would need to speak to to kind of get some information. Uh, on what's going on, because either a member of those families or a uh, relative, close friend, something like that, has disappeared. Uh, if you want to search down by the docks, you would need to just kind of look around and ask questions. I don't really keep track much of who's in the docks, because it's a very transient location. Well, I'm sure that fourth family's okay. Okay. So, where would you guys like to go first? Would you like to investigate the... Uh, oh, and then I need the noble family. Sorry, two seconds. We're going to go with the Nezrin, the uh, noble family. All right, so those are the families that you would need to talk to to get any kind of details. Alrighty. Well, I'd say start with the families, since we know exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go down, get information, then get to the docks afterwards and... See what we can't scrounge around there. Okay, so which family are you going to start? The Durgans. Durgan, okay. Uh, so you head down uh, to the Cauldron area, and the Durgan family is a... Uh, we're going to just go ahead and say that they're uh, Janassi. Uh, they are a Janassi family. Uh, let's go with Earth. They are an Earth Janassi family that uh, lives there in the Cauldron area. They are second generation there, uh, so not not super uh, well-known or established, but they've been living there for long enough that they're, they have a home and uh, some sort of successful job type deal. So uh, you approach their house. Uh, would you, it's a small little, I don't want to call it a shack, but it's definitely on the uh, more run-down side. Uh, you can tell that this is definitely a laboring family, but some sort of uh, manual labor type work. Uh, farmers or something along those lines, since they're Earth Genasi. Do you just approach and knock on the door, or do you kind of want to wait for somebody to come out? What would you like what's, to do? What's our game here? How, how are we approaching this? Uh... Might as well just go up and knock. Let them know that we don't run any harm. We're just- can ask questions, might as well just now. Yeah. I suppose so. Hmm. I mean, you make it sound really simple when you just put it like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Okay, so uh, you just kind of go up and knock then? Yeah, I just go up to the door and start knocking on it. I'll be okay. prepared, cop. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, I'm expecting some sort of like uh, fantasy sunglasses to come out that, you know, completely, you know, opaque so people can't see your eyes at all. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So you knock on the door, and a very elderly Janassi comes to the door. Um, he kind of looks you over, and he says, I can tell that you're here on some sort of business. How, how can I assist you? We're looking into these disappearances, and uh, we heard that your family had someone disappear or might be connected somehow, and we just want to know what you know. Oh, well, I appreciate that somebody is taking this seriously. Everybody just assumes that my boy ran off, but I know him, and he's hes not like that. Family is everything. Uh, my, my grandson is... Uh, uh, who disappeared. He was on his way to the commons. Uh, he was putting flowers on a grave there. And uh, we we grow many different kinds of flowers on the outside, outskirts of town. And we had been commissioned uh, to drop them off. But all that was left was the bundle of flowers and our coin and a coin purse in the middle of the street. One minute he was there and the next minute he just disappeared. Nobody's sure what happened. They, they did not rob him? Oh, no, the coin purse was still full. They, uh, Somebody found it, uh, saw my boy, uh, grandson just standing there. And and then they turned to say something to their friend. And when they looked back, he was just gone. And what's your grandson's name? Uh, my grandson's name is Fantasy Name Generator. Here go. That's a cool name. What a strange day. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, his name was Amen. A-M-A-N. And I'm putting all this... Yes. Amen Durgan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm writing all this down in the uh, Discord chat uh, in the Chaos Plan deal, so each family you interview, I'll put the details down so you can have a running list of it. So, Amen... He just disappeared, like I said. Nobody, no trace, no magic residue, no strange devices or ransom or anything. He just disappeared. Do you know of anyone who might have wished Amon any harm? Or was he arguing with anyone? Or, you know, is there any discord going along with him? No, we're a simple family. Simply, simple farmers. That's, we're... We've been here forever and haven't had any real problems other than the occasional xenophobic individual who just showed up. If, if I might ask, how old was this grandson? He would be around 22. I see. So capable of looking after himself. Yes, he, he wasn't the, the strongest uh, boy on the planet by any means, but he was very gifted in the more natural magics. Uh, we were hoping to talk to some druids and get him introduced into a grove uh, sometime soon. I'm, I hope maybe they would be able to help. They've been sympathetic to us before. I see, I see. How long ago was his disappearance? He disappeared about 13, 13 days ago he disappeared. 13 days? Correct. Uh, do you remember the precise location he was taken from? Yes, he was... Uh, if you guys go to the Chaos Plan website or whatever and look at the maps on Port City, he would be, uh, he would have been taken between, uh, on the road right there between one and three. He was kind of entering the cemetery there when he disappeared. I see. So he was going past a lot of the middle class homes. Uh, he had just kind of turned, was going down that, that road before the, uh, by the park, between the park and the cemetery and, uh, just disappeared. Hmm. 
Thank you. Well, you've been most helpful to our search. I hope you're able to find him. We haven't had any luck thus far, but you all seem fairly competent, so good good luck in your search, and please let us know if you find anything. We're, we're sure he can take care of himself, but we're getting very worried. If we don't find him, or if he's dead, we'll bring back the body. Was I supposed to say that? Yes, you, you see a single tear kind of form in his eye, and he goes, Well, I need to be going. It was a nice of you to stop by. Thank you. Uh, Nervous breathing, buddy. Okay, bye. Before he leaves, I give him. I write down my name on a piece of paper and tell him that if if you find hear of anything else or think of anything else that might help us, you can give this to the Fighters Guild uh, and find me, and then give me any information that you might have. Yes, thank you. I will be sure to do that, uh, and you can find me here or in the fields if if uh, I'm not here. Alrighty. Thank you, sir. Alright, so who would you like to visit next? Okay, who is the next funniest name? <laughs> yes, the ox. <laughs> okay, uh, you go to the ox, and the ox... Ooh, this would be fun. Monitor, monitor, monitor. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, the ox are a goblin family. Uh, let me get a profession here. D100 table. The Ox are an alchemist family of goblins. So his name is Plague Ock, uh, is the one who disappeared. So uh, you find this a little bit nicer building than what the Durgan uh, have, but it's not a home as much as it is a shop. It looks like they kind of have a small second floor or back room type area that they uh, live in within a uh, an alchemist shop up front. It doesn't appear to be a very upscale alchemist shop. It appears to be more along the lines of common medicines, fertilizers, smoke, uh, bombs kind of a thing, uh, alchemist fire, acid, uh, nothing too crazy. No health potions, no real potions at all to speak of. So would you enter into the shop and look around, or would you kind of try to identify some of the family and catch them away from the shop? What would you like to do? I'd just enter the shop. All right. You enter into the shop, and you see a middle-aged-looking goblin woman who is standing behind the counter, and she says, How can I help you? Hi. We're here looking for... We're looking into the disappearances that have been happening around here, and we were told that you might be able to help us. Oh, yes! We would really appreciate some help. Nobody takes us seriously in this town. They they all think we should be down at the docks, but we have worked our way up. We are a, a famous alchemist in this area. Poor, poor Plog. We sent him out to go get herbs from outside in the Elven District, and, and he disappeared. Oh, poor Plog. We're famous alchemists. We're, we're big time. Why, why would anybody kidnap him? Have... Any of us heard of these alchemists? No, you guys have not heard of these alchemists. Oh, yes, of course. I've heard about you before from... Um, I look around. I, I see, like, a, a, a pot. Potter! Yes, he <laughs> told me all about you. <laughs> oh, yes! Yes, we're very famous. Glad you heard about us. Uh, of course. Please, please help us find... 
our son, a plug. He, you return him and we make you elixir of immortality. Let me see. Uh, how long ago did he disappear? He disappeared five days ago. Hmm. And he it was, was in, oh, go ahead. It was in the Elven district? He was going to the Elven district. Yes, he, the elves have the best herbs. He was going there to buy herbs, but, but he never returned. When we went over there, they said that he purchased what he needed to, and they saw him leave through the gate. But the guards on the other side of the gate never saw him come back. So not in the Elven district then. Oh, what, 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 yes, he left into the Elven district through the gates, and then he came, he came back through. Right. Yes, yes, he, okay. he, he disappeared in the gate. Somebody had to have taken him, pulled him into one of the guard towers, but they say they didn't. Those guards, they don't trust us goblins. It has to be them. Oh, right, yes. Well, it seems there's no connection in terms of location of them going missing. Hmm. I can't think of any other questions. Um, did it, was anybody a witness or did see him disappear or just he was there and then gone? Guards say he never came through. Elves say he went through. Somebody lying somewhere. Interesting. Well, um, apparently people saw the other uh, the, the Durgan boy be taken away. Perhaps locals around the area might have a bit more information on that. Probably. Possibly. Might have revisited. Indeed. Uh, same thing with the last person I write my name on a piece of paper and give it to her. And, uh, you can tell her same spiel. She wants has any more information to contact the Fighters Guild and give them this. They can get a hold of them. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, remember, we have a potion of immortality if you find him, so find him quickly, quickly. Potion of immortality. Yes, it works. I'm not dead yet. I took it myself. Hmm. I suppose by that logic, everyone is immortal to a proven mortal. <laughs> yes, immortal. I'm immortal. We must find Plog. Plog immortal too. Don't know where he disappeared to. I suppose he's not in much danger then, but okay. Yes, find him, please. We make you immortal. Oh, one more question for you. Um, do you happen to remember with, uh... Do you remember, perhaps, uh, Earth Genasi coming through here within the last month named Amin? Mm, no, we don't see many Earth Genasi unless they're selling us herbs. But I do not remember any Amin. Right, I want to do an insight check. Okay, go ahead. Ah, uh, eleven. You're pretty sure she's telling the truth. Um, she's definitely believes a lot of what she's saying, um, but she's trying to sell you an immortality potion, so you never can be quite sure. Uh, she seems like she's got a trustworthy face. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much for answering all our questions. Thank you. Thank you. All right, and there's the information for that one. Hawker. Yes. Hawker. All right. So the Hawker family is a uh, Hawker family is a uh, group of Kenku, and they are researchers of sorts. So they are very learned uh, individuals, but they choose to live in the cauldron uh, because they don't like some of the xenophobic tendencies of the uh, other areas, the more middle class, more quote unquote human uh, areas. 
And the individual that disappeared was the name of Podia. P-O-D-Y-A. Podia. And uh, she is a uh, Kenku that uh, was known mostly for not only having that perfect recall of voices and whatnot, but she could also inflect ideas very, very well. She was very empathetic and very able to put into words what people mean as opposed to exactly what they're saying, which is a very strange trait for a Kenku to have. So they would be living more towards the middle class and guild area as opposed to the um, southern area closer to the docks. I'm going to go ahead and assume that this, these, these Kenku researchers have been shunned by the research community for rampant plagiarism. Yes, exactly. That's why they're here. <laughs> is uh, They're here in Port City specifically because uh, individuals of the Kenku are, like you said, very prone to copying the work of others and are shunned, even though many of them have brilliant minds. They just can't be individualistic on their own. They have to have something to copy. Uh, and you would also know that Podia actually lived alone. So would you visit her home? Perhaps we should visit the family first, then the home, and we can have a poke around, if it's relevant. Okay, so the Hawker family lives very close to where um, where Podia d- did as well. Um, they live just kind of a couple blocks over, for uh, lack of an easier way to put that. And uh, would you go up and knock on the door? Yes. All right. Uh, you knock on the door, and Oriel, like the bird, uh, Oriel is the name of the Kenku that uh, answers. And they say, hello, how can I help you? Uh, we're looking into the disappearance of Podia. Yes, Podia disappeared many weeks ago. Weeks. Do you know yes. how many days? 39 days. 39 days. Well, goodness. Um, do you know exactly any, well, anything about this disappearance? Where they were? What they were trying to do? She was in her home and nobody knew what happened. The door was barricaded from the inside. She was held up in her home. The, she, she lived alone in a small apartment and the door was bolted from the inside. There are no windows on the inside, but there was nobody there when they came. And it was a bar, so it could not have been set any other way. What was she researching? Go ahead and roll me a d10, Bertol. Eight. She was researching religious symbology. So religious icons and imagery and that kind of thing. Hmm. Did make a breakthrough in anything recently? Not that I was aware of, but she was very secretive about her work. As you can understand, it is very easy for things we discover to be taken by others and vice versa. Well, she was a very private person, kept, kept to her house. Yes, much more private than many of our folk are. Could you mind giving us the address to where uh, she lived? We would wish to have a look and examine the crime scene for ourselves. Oh, yes, I would be very happy to. And he uh, directs you up the block, um, you know, up the block over four houses down, second floor, you know, gives you the directions to where you need to go. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. 
very extensive vocabulary for a kanker. Yes, this would be a very old kanku by uh, the standards of kanku. Podia being very private, you would suspect she would have a very, very vocabulary. How old was Podia? They reach maturity at 12 years old and can live to 60. So the kanku that you talked to originally would have been somewhere in his 50 or in there, because I didn't specify gender, uh, would be uh, in their 50s. And Podia would be uh, probably 15 or so. So fairly young, um, kind of, you know, first moving out on their own, going to college, that kind of age, you know, old enough to make their own decisions, but not always having the best decision making ability. And have your family had any issues with any uh, xenophobic people around here or anything like that? Not many. Most left us alone or were afraid to talk around us. Hmm. I see. Fimnir, do you have any more questions? or? Oh, nothing appropriate. <laughs> okay, so then do you head over to uh, Podia's house or apartment? All right. You head over towards that area and you see that uh, there was kind of an outside staircase to a very small second floor uh, type apartment. Uh, you're guessing it was probably something along the lines of an old temple or something that the bell tower type area had been converted uh, so it's only about five by ten, uh, very, very small accommodations. But there is a balcony that kind of gets all the way around, but you could see that there was a small chair set up out there and a small side table, so uh, kind of utilizing that outside space. You see that the door has also been definitely broken in. Uh, you're guessing by whoever discovered that she was missing, uh, fearing for her life or something, uh, broke in the door and it's just kind of been haphazardly closed and kind of a rope tied around it to keep it shut from inclement weather. You open up the door and you see, or I guess, is there anything you would like to do before you open the door outside? Uh, uh, yes, actually. Hmm? Um, can you sort of identify how the door was broken? Okay, yeah, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. That's pretty good. That's 20. 20. Uh, you can tell that the door was definitely pried open, so it looks like an axe or something was used to make a notch, and then uh, something was shoved inside to break that bar uh, from the inside. So the hinges and the wall is still intact, but the board on the inside is shut. Okay, I relay, to, relay as much as I can. Okay. So then do you guys want to open it up and go inside? Mm-hmm. All right, you open it up and go inside. You can already tell that the family has probably taken most of the personal belongings out of the the room as there are a couple of scraps of parchment laying around, but nothing with anything important on it. Um, you can tell that there's lots of books missing out of the uh, small bookshelf that was on the wall. Uh, nothing too crazy left, just the standard books. That I mean, books would be a little bit expensive, but they wouldn't. These wouldn't be great copies. These are, you know, fifth or sixth hand copies that are pretty, ba uh, you know, thread threadbare and whatnot. Uh, you can see that the spines are pages broken, uh, that kind of stuff. There is a small bed that is looks to not have been made. Uh, looks like somebody sat on it a lot, uh, kind of being worn in the middle, kind of seating, you know, in the middle of the bed, kind of like somebody had been sitting there using it as a workspace. Uh, 
and then there is a small table in the corner that has a couple of personal possessions and a wilted uh, herb, flower, or something or other. You're not sure. It definitely hasn't been watered in since they left. Hmm. I suppose the first thing to look for would be with signs of any struggle. Other than the, uh, well, go ahead and roll me an investigation or perception check. Do do perception. Okay. That is a natural 20. A natural 20. That is fantastic. Uh, you, like I said, you notice that the bed has a definite kind of indent in it where somebody would have been sitting on the bed. Uh, You can see that the bookshelf, there are probably five or six books missing. They would be in the all on the right hand of the stack. Uh, the left hand of the stack appears to all kind of be older books that are halfway fallen over. Uh, the table had a uh, uh, pile of papers on it, but the, looks like they've been gone through. You know, they're all stacked on one side, and you can tell that there was probably more in the middle. They're kind of an unnatural spot. Uh, there are lots of broken quills uh, on the ground, as well as several ink splotches on the table where ink has definitely been dropped or spilled. Uh, and other than the claw marks kind of on the floor because of the talons and whatnot, uh, you don't see anything that would indicate a struggle uh, in this room. It looks like somebody just packed up the essentials and walked out. But the door had obviously been broken by whoever injured. Um, I'd like to go over to her desk. Um, I want to open up the drawers and see if there are any, like, hidden uh, compartments in it. Just kind of looking through to see what she was actually researching. Uh, like, if there was any specific god or symbol or something like that. Uh, so you see underneath the uh, table type area, it isn't so much a desk, but there is a couple of boxes underneath the table. Uh, and in the boxes uh, are just some more random papers. You see several sketches of different symbols that you've seen in the temple district. You see uh, what appears to be a flyer for some for the seed sowing festival, some of the different things that were going on. Uh, but you don't notice anything specific to a particular god, goddess, deity aspect, anything. But there was stuff about, like, uh, the uh, the seed sowing and stuff like that? Yeah, there was just a general flyer. A uh, flyer for some of the food stands, um, what time the bonfire would be going on. Just kind of a general information flyer would have been handed to her on the street. Okay. And you could see that it was crumpled up and thrown in that, that box. It definitely wasn't, you know, neatly laid in there. You don't suppose that she probably went to that best. Hmm. Other than that, on the outside of the apartment, like I said, there's a small chair and a uh, another small table. It has uh, wear marks as if something had been slid across it several times, like a glass or a bowl or a plate or something along those lines. You know, when the weather wasn't inclement or uh, probably she spent a lot of time outside uh, observing but not necessarily taking part in anything. Uh, you can definitely tell that judging from the amounts of scratches on the floor and the indent on the bed, that she was very uh, introverted and didn't get out much. Um, is the plant that she has, does it look like it was well taken care of until she disappeared? Or can I make like a nature or a medicine check to see if it's a specific kind of herb or plant? Yeah, give me a nature check. Fifteen. 
15. All right. Um, we're going to go ahead and say that this is an herb, a medical, a medicinal herb that is used to boost memory. Uh, so it would be a very uh, common ingredient in a lot of potions and whatnot used by scholars and sages and researchers and that kind of thing. Uh, and you can tell that it had been clipped several times, uh, used, uh, you know, clipped little bits at a time and then let grown back out, that kind of thing. She was using uh, drugs to help us study. Okay. Basically, it's ginkgo biloba. Ginkgo biloba supplement. <laughs> so that kind of a thing. Uh, nothing super crazy. Um, and it looks like it was probably well taken care of. Like I said, there were several cuttings from it. Uh, this is a mature plant, probably, uh, you know, multi-season, you know, type plant, perennial of some variety. Hmm. Okay. Can you think of anything else to look for while we're here, guys? Not particularly. I'm not too sure if there's much we can learn here. I'm beginning to suspect that there's not really much signs of fighting or struggling. Oh. Oh, there's not much signs of, like, struggling or anything of the sort, so perhaps... It's a use of magical means or a, a medical means that have incapacitated them. Um, can I check to see if there's any like traces of magic left in this room? Yeah, go ahead and give me an arcana check. And if that, anybody wants to assist, they can. Alright. That is a 15. A 15. Other than, like I said, you can tell that the, uh, plant had some magic about it, some sort of magical effect, like a potion type effect. Uh, you eat it, it increases your cognitive abilities or whatever. Uh, other than that, all you really see is that there is the inkwell uh, on her desk appears to be a refilling kind, um, so the inkwell is kind of ever full. Other than that, there is no magic in the room that you can tell. Hmm. We're not exactly yes, onto any great leads right now. The only thing these people seem to have in common is that they're all gifted with something. Uh, Durgan was a gifted, was gifted in druidic type magics, apparently. Uh, Ox was uh, supposedly immortal uh, and famous. Um, it seems Podia had a very gifted recall type uh, memory and voice. Uh, abilities um and the only other thing i really see i don't i don't know these seem to be people who are all gifted in some way or another well there's also the fact that they're all quite exotic but not well respected yeah and that would be kind of a general theme with the cauldron the cauldron would be kind of the lower class more typical fantasy race and the better off monstrous individuals uh, for lack of a better term it's the common theme is people who were caught by themselves or lived alone uh, come from exotic race but were not very well liked it doesn't yep. seem to be much of a culling though so we'll have to check out the other families before we can make any call okay do you guys want to check with another family here in the culprit or do you want to check out that noble family or try and go to the docks and scrounge something out there we saw two more families to hit Correct. up you have Krail and yes 
yeah, Krail and Yith here in the cauldron, and then uh, Nezrin is the family. Yeah. Ooh, we're here, we might as well. So which one would you like to hit next? Yith. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Yith is going to be... Please be Gith. <laughs> Gith. Gith. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is fantastic. Uh, let us roll and see. You know what? We're going to go with it. I like that. That's totally yes. fine. <laughs> so um, let me find the names here so I can get a first name. All right. So um, the Yith family is a bunch of uh, Gith, Gith Yonki. Um, and Denates is the name of the individual. D-E-N-A-T-E-S. Uh, Denates Yith is the one who disappeared. And... They are. They are also a researcher of type. Uh, go ahead, uh, Femdir, and give me a D10 roll. Okay. Two. Two. They seem to be in the study of magical components. So not like spells itself, but uh, magical components and things along those lines. And uh, they lived in a call it a group house of sorts uh, consisting of eight other individuals all living together. How interesting. So, uh, do you guys just go up to that and try and find one of the other seven, I guess then, to talk to? Sounds good. I just go up to the first one I see. Alright, first one we'll go ahead and say is another gift young. Uh, so, you approach this male individual by the name of Nixius, and Nixius says that Denates is the one who disappeared. He was a very astute individual. Uh, he was one that knew not only of the planes beyond here, but of this plane. And he was studying the connections between those magical planes and this plane, being able to pull that magic through with different items and abilities. He was very astute. How long ago did he disappear? He... He disappeared two days ago. It is still very fresh on all of our minds. Where did he disappear from? He was on his way to the Mages Guild. He had just delivered a new batch of research to the Guild itself and was walking back past the portal. And when everybody looked again, as a group had just walked in, there was that flash of light, and after that flash of light, he was nowhere to be seen. Everybody assumed he got pulled into the portal, but none of the other group that went through saw him. This happened in the Mages Guild? Right next to the Mages Guild, yes, right alongside the portal. Did the Mages Guild investigate it all? Yes, they did. As I said, they sent somebody in to pull him out, as he definitely was not near uh, powerful enough to be able to handle where they were going, but uh, when the head mage jumped through, they were unable to find him. He didn't go through, and all tracking magic was unable to locate him. Where was the group headed? Go ahead and Hope roll me a d10, uh, Virgil roll me a d6, and Femdir roll me, or Lydia roll me a Go ahead and roll me another d10. That's a three from me. Okay, Virgil. Two. So up to five, and Lydia? Nine. Nine, you said? 
Okay, so 14. They were going to this strange lighthouse that appears to be connected somehow to multiple different portal locations. Uh, it was unknown what they would find there. This lighthouse has opened up many times to many different locations. And where is this light lighthouse? Through the portal. Uh, it was, it's probably closed now or will be, oh no, it was only two days. It's probably going to be accessible for another week or so before it shifts out of alignment, elementally speaking. Hmm. See. What research was he going with? Did anything specific that mentioned? He bounced around whatever caught his fancy at the time. For a while, he was discovering new components for sleep spells, others flying spells, which ended badly and with a broken leg. And uh, other times, he tries to discover new ways to heal or or empower allies. He just flits from from spell to spell, looking for new ways to cast it. I see. I don't know how else uh, to help you. I, you may want to interview some of the mages uh, that were there at the time. It was in the morning when he disappeared, and as it's getting pretty late in the evening, I don't know if we'll be able to find any of them today. But maybe if you head to the mages tomorrow, you could catch some of the mages that were there happen. Sounds like a plan. Indeed. Okay. Well, then if you guys want to, we can go ahead and break from here, and maybe you can catch a couple more allies tomorrow on the 25th of planting uh, when we meet. So thank you guys very, very much, and uh, we will go ahead. You all earned your one gold and uh, three silver, and we will go ahead and meet up next time when you are able to join everybody. So thank you guys very, very much. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Chaos Plan. We hope that you enjoyed it. We have been trying to get a whole lot more games out there, and we have a lot of new members that are looking to get their first games in very, very soon. If you would like to take part in The Chaos Plan, just visit our Patreon page, and you can join guaranteed. So thank you all very much, and we hope to see you next game.